Hello everybody, this is Jake McGrail of CITR Sports Broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9, always keeping you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news and stories. For the first time in Thunderbird Eye history, we have an interview with a non-UBC athlete. A few days ago, Diana Hong sat down with Vancouver native and a team captain on the University of California Berkeley's men's gymnastics team, Darren Wong. They discussed a wide range of topics, including Darren's decision to go to the U.S. for post-secondary, the pros and cons of NCAA competition, his experience with the Canadian national team setup, and much more. Without any further ado, here is that interview. Hey everyone, this is Diana, and we have Darren with us here today to speak about his gymnastics career. Hi, Darren. Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. All right. Uh, just give us like a short introduction of who you are for most of the people who don't know you, especially because you're in the States, but give us a sh- um, short introductions, please. Uh, okay. How do I even introduce myself? <laughs> um, hi, my name is Darren Wong. Uh, I grew up in Vancouver and I go to UC Berkeley. I'm on the men's gymnastics team at Cal. And yeah, <laughs> I probably would have gone to UBC if I hadn't gone into Cal. So kind of one of you guys, not really. I don't know. <laughs> and you live very close to UBC, so you got that, we yeah. got that connection there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so um, what made you want to pursue your studies as well as your gymnastics career at Berkeley instead of UBC or any other Canadian institutions? <laughs> um. I knew right away, so I'm majoring in data science, Mm -hmm. and it was between data science or computer science, Mm -hmm. and I knew right away that it was one of those two, and Berkeley has really good programs for um, data science and computer science, so that was automatically at the top of my list. Berkeley was at the top of my list. UBC also has really, really good programs, and it's close to home. Um, The only thing is they don't have a gymnastics team. And if I went to the States, I would be able to compete in the NCAA. So that was something I was really looking forward to. I've heard really good things about the NCAA and the training that you get and just the the experience that you get. Um, Gymnastics is a pretty individual sport, but in the NCAA, it becomes a team sport. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that sense, I can kind of experience what it's like to be on a team. Mm -hmm. And it's it's made me a better person. I don't know. I would say it has. Um, I have had a lot of experiences that I've learned from just from the team, not even from gymnastics, just from like the social setting of being on a team and that I probably wouldn't have gotten if I went to not an American school. Yeah, Um, honestly, I would watch those, like, viral NCAA videos. Mostly, I mm -hmm. haven't watched the men's yet, but um, mostly women's. I'm sorry. We get that. We get that. That's okay. That's okay. But, yeah, like, those dancing videos and, like, all those Mm -hmm. girls cheering in the back, like, it looks so much fun. Like Yeah, yeah. It's it's completely different, right? Like, usually, like, for you, if you're on – I don't know if you do uh, doubles or duo. uh, I – yeah, What's it called? Single ladies, just just myself, me myself. Okay. And I, yeah. yeah, but uh, <laughs> when you're on the rink or when you're on the event, like 
normally it's a very individual thing. It's mm-hmm. you did your own preparation with your coach. Um, you have some people that you train with, but at the end of the day, it's you. Mm-hmm. When you're in the NCAA, it's you're really pushing your teammates mm-hmm. to be better because yeah. by them being better, the team is doing better. Mm-hmm. And, and it really centralizes around this team score. Mm-hmm. So everyone gets their own individual scores and then they kind of add it up mm-hmm. and that's your team score. So if the individuals are doing better, the team's doing better. Mm-hmm. And so it changes the dynamic in the gym. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know uh, synchronized skating, but I think that's kind of connects because synchronized swimming is a team mm-hmm. event. Whereas, And sometimes I like doing individual like sports yeah. because yeah. I don't want to, you know be responsible for any of the mistakes I've made yeah, for the team. Yeah, there's but... definitely been times when mm-hmm. when we were, there was a goal score, like mm-hmm. a team score, mm-hmm. like 400 is really good for us. Mm-hmm. And we would score like 398 or 399, like very close. And you know, no one's going to say it, right? Everyone's very respectful and, and mm-hmm. they're here for you, right? They're supportive and they're all, they are also gymnasts. So mm-hmm. they understand. Mm-hmm. But it's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. It's your fault. And no, no one's gonna say it, right? But mm-hmm. and it, it hurts so bad. But it's it's also such a strong motivator, mm-hmm. right? How do you beyond with just that? just use it as a motivator? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you go to the gym and try harder and be better. <laughs> That's actually one of the funny thing is. Um, one of my corrections to a lot of the guys mm-hmm. is just the technique is good. Like your mind is there. You just have to try harder, actually just try <laughs> harder. And it's kind of made me like, that's my infamous correction. Try harder <laughs> because at the end of the day, like you're doing the skill and you're doing it right. You're just not trying your heart. Like you're just not doing it. So just do it. Yeah, just like and a lot get... of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people would like get confused. I'm like, dude, actually, just <laughs> just do it. Try harder, man. Yeah, just like our midterms, like we could do better. You know, like no, you've passed, exactly. but you can do yeah. better. So you gotta like try yeah. harder. You no, know, it's in your head. You just gotta try harder. <laughs> I failed. What happened? Come on, man. You just have to try harder. That's uh, a great. But yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a, a different experience that you learn a lot from. Um, and especially being an upperclassman now, mm-hmm. there's people under me and I've always like, I was always one of the older ones in the gym mm-hmm. at, at my club, mm-hmm. but I never had a role where I was, I, I was more of a role model. I could kind of just do my own thing and people would follow me. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, I had some leadership, but now that I'm an upperclassman and we don't have a senior class, I'm a junior and we don't have a senior class, um, on the team. So essentially, I'm like my class is the oldest on the team. So we definitely have to take a more leadership, like a yeah, a leadership stance. Mm-hmm. We have to kind of show the freshmen how it's done, and and especially because I tore my Achilles, I can't just do gymnastics and have them follow my work mm-hmm. ethic or or whatever. I have to be more vocal about it. Mm-hmm. That has also changed the way that I approach being in the gym and just changed me as a person. It's taught me a lot of how to lead people, how to deal with these situations that I get into with the uh, younger guys on the team. Mm-hmm. And so. uh, you've mentioned uh, team captain. So like your role, you've got into this role this year. 
um <laughs> how's you know you've already mentioned that you had to got to be the role model you got to tell these people just try harder but other than that yeah. how's the roles been it's it's good uh i learned very quickly there's a few basically when i make a mistake the entire team suffers you know mm. and that was that was a hard one um regardless of and and again the teammates and the guys on the team they are very supportive mm-hmm. so they'll never like be like no like it's fine like you know it's fine don't worry about it but um and regardless of whether i did make a mistake or not uh i felt like i did and i saw the repercussions in the gym mm-hmm. not onto me but onto other people mm-hmm. and that was tough right it was a hard lesson and it it definitely changes the way that i approach leadership now and leading this team mm-hmm. um i'm more careful um and more thoughtful about what i do before i say things <laughs> um, <laughs> i mean yeah. is it rare for a team captain to be like uh as a junior because I, usually it's like the oldest one as in like senior mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. is it rare to have that happen or i i uh i would say the team captains normally an upperclassman mm-hmm mo and it's kind of just given to whoever fits the role the best usually by that point before they're named they're already in some sort of leadership role mm. without the title and so the transition is is pretty smooth i was named basically from my sophomore year where i was the biggest leap for me was i was trying to do what i've always done which is just do me mm-hmm. work hard do gymnastics and people will hopefully take inspiration from that but then i tore my achilles and i had to go into like an uncharted territory for me where mm-hmm. i had to be more vocal mm-hmm. i had to take like actually more front end stuff i couldn't just be the guy in the back working mm-hmm. that people take after i had to be the guy in the front leading the charge and i and that and i wasn't very comfortable with that So it's still a learning process for me. This whole year has been um I've gotten better at it. Still a lot to learn. There's a lot of uh, other gymnasts or not not necessarily gymnasts, just people uh other team captains that I take after that I think are doing a really good job. But yeah, it's it's a it's definitely experience. I mean, so. so if there was, have you ever wanted there to be a varsity gymnastics team at UBC? yeah always <laughs> because that yes like before i was even in university i wanted that because that would mean i would probably have competed at ubc and like in the ice rink or something <laughs> what's funny what's funny is uh, i don't know if they you know that they do this but if they don't have like a basketball court or a soccer field to set up on they will put panels over the ice rink over they just no, they just over the ice rink or or i don't know i don't know how don't the ice rink thief just like defrost it and take it out or can you do that yeah like with an ice rink yeah so like for an off season like for like not all rinks do this but some rinks they have summer when they just don't have ice and it's just basically just the the cement and then huh. when it's winter they freeze it over but i've never had that happened they put I, I don't know i've competed many times in ice rinks 
and the paneling on the floor was really really cold really? so i was almost i was almost sure that there was ice underneath but maybe it's just cold in there um, oh that's interesting but, i should probably look into that i didn't know that yeah they uh i think most have competed most of the time when we compete in langley um the langley, oh God, langley event, center. event center yeah yeah <laughs> i live close that's, by <laughs> do you really yeah I, yeah that's literally okay this is kind of tmi but my high school was right beside it oh was it yeah that's awesome <laughs> anyways yeah uh, th- that venue is huge yeah but we compete in the ice rink not in any other i don't know if there's any other rooms i only know if there's i only know the ice rink but we compete in the ice rink and it's kind of whack but, are you sure there was ice underneath like i don't know not really i just know i touched the ground and it was absolutely freezing it was actually so cold maybe there is there maybe there was i just i should look into I don't that know. that's interesting it, it was it was crazy cold and i was like and from then on i started bringing slides to all my competitions so that i could just walk without losing all my heat and then have to warm up again before i can beat is that safe <laughs> I don't know. Because there is like, a there's... padding, like, your your flooring is way different, right? You have, like, this bucket <laughs> for your safety. But, but... For the, so for the, for the, that's for the actual floor. That's for the actual bed. Mm. But they set up the floor on top of, like, the paneling that they put on the rink or whatever. Mm-hmm. So to get to the floor, you actually have to walk on that. And it's not pleasant. That's, that's interesting. It is. It's, uh... I was I didn't know that they could get rid of that. Maybe there was no ice. Do you know if the Langley Event Center ice? Yeah, can... they uh they play lacrosse during summer. I know that, so I think they take. I don't know if it's safe. I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe yeah, they did. That's... Maybe it was you just not having a warm day that day. <laughs> Maybe you just yeah. didn't warm up well. You know. That's you know what. <laughs> I've had that before. Most of the time when I compete, um. My adrenaline is going, so like my hands and my feet get really cold, oh, really? and so they it's like kind of hard to move my hand. And mm. I've gotten better at dealing with this to make sure it doesn't happen, but occasionally it still happens, and I really just have to wing it and hope <laughs> that my training and hope that my training will take over because sometimes I actually like moving my hand feels really slow. Mm. So if I release the bar and need to catch again, like think there's gonna be a problem. <laughs> so, and you just wing so, it. Yeah, I just wing it. I just try to figure it out on the fly. I hope within the first few skills before I have to actually release the bar, my hands can warm up. And if they don't, then we're in trouble. But so, what happened to the team? Like, you need to try your best for the team. You just win. No, but uh, exactly. And that's, and that's, that's uh, I'm going to try my best. But yes, like, yes, of course. It's, it's gonna, <laughs> this is, is going to be a rough best, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so, of course. I'm sure you're. I was just, just joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, the... the mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so, like, if there was a varsity team at UBC, UBC Athletics, would this have made an impact on your university decisions? So, Berkeley, UBC, tough decision there. (laughs) You gotta, you gotta, (laughs) not to pressure you to say UBC, but just, just think about it, you know? No, you know, I (laughs) think, I think it would have. But in a different sense. Mm-hmm. If I didn't get into Berkeley, I had maybe one more. Not even really. 
the prospect of the NCAA was kind of what was pulling towards mm -hmm. Berkeley and the States. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't get to Berkeley, I probably would have gone. I had offers from other schools too in mm -hmm. the States, mm -hmm. but I, I didn't really want to go to any of them. Uh, maybe, maybe one, uh, Michigan, mm -hmm. maybe. And if I didn't get in there, then I'd just go to UBC. But not just go, not not just, mm -hmm. but you know, okay. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. okay. You know, I, I got my no, UBC, UBC shirt here. You gotta, you gotta, no, I'm joking. Sorry, <laughs> keep talking. Um, but it's, it's, the other, the other thing was that I didn't really want to live at home. And if I went to UBC, I'd 100% live at home. Because I'd, it's pretty much... If even if my parents were willing mm -hmm. to pay for somewhere else, mm -hmm. I chances are I'd probably be farther away than home mm. to UBC. So it was uh I think I'd probably still would have gone to Berkeley. Mm hmm I mean, you know what? Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I think like mm -hmm. no, I'm not I'm not trying to get you say to say UBC, but I do totally no, no, understand yeah, no. when you say Berkeley because mm -hmm. the NCAA it seems so much fun as an athlete too, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. watching them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I wish, you know? Yeah. And I totally yeah. get it. So <laughs> No, 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 yeah. Um it's definitely a different experience. There's the it's a it's a there's a lot of conflict around it because some state that it stunts your growth as a athlete mm -hmm. in gymnastics at least mm -hmm. because in the NCAA they care a lot about consistency right you just need to if you're getting up there they want to know that you're not going to fall mm -hmm. if you consistently or the, if you get like 13.5 every time mm -hmm. they want you to know they want to know that when you touch that event you're getting a 13.5 there's no it's no gambles and so they they usually if there's hard skills in your routine that you're having trouble with, mm -hmm. they're just going to take it out. They mm -hmm. take out all your skills that you're having trouble with until your routine is a lot more simple or basic than it was before. So NCAA, the way I see it is it trains you mentally mm -hmm. because you compete like 14 times in a season per year, mm -hmm. but you might be plateauing a little bit. Right. It's not to say that you can't get those skills back. But it, it's definitely a slower growth mm -hmm. physically, I guess. So, I mean, um, I'm not, I don't know, of course, like as well as you about gymnastics, mm -hmm. but I do know that um, for women or men, both, um, they do have to make a deci decision of if they want to pursue elite or NCAA. Mm -hmm. And so you were saying, so you would say if, if those people who want to pursue elite gymnast, gymnastics, they're taking risks and NCAA is about consistency. Yeah. Um, or not necessarily taking risks. They, to get better at gymnastics, you just learn more skills mm -hmm. and you're, you make your routine harder. Right. In the NCAA, they make your routine easier. Mm. And because your season is so long, like the season is, how long is the season? It's like three months, I think. I think it's three months. Four months, four months. Mm. And basically, <laughs> they'll take out your, your, they'll make your routine easier, more basic mm -hmm. at the start of season. And so for essentially for four months, because all you're doing is routines, 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 you're never learning new skills. Mm -hmm. For four months, you just don't practice those skills. And so eventually you lose them. Mm. 
not actually lose, but you, you just are out of touch with them. And in that sense, a lot of people see that as getting worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because you're you're because you're just grinding routines all the time, it, it's very hard to find time to do new skills and mm-hmm. grow. You're kind of just plateauing. Mm-hmm. And I think that also comes with like so. if the person individual values academic as well. So because NCAA <laughs> is a great opportunity to do both ac- academics and sports. So I think they both definitely have like the pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. But... From I think from like when I when I first decided to go to Berkeley, there were a lot of conflict within like my coach um the the club I work at. I don't know what her role was. She's like the head manager or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. There was there was a lot of conflict. Like there were some questionable statements made. Oh wow, um, really? Yeah. That's how cuz she was also she was also the manager. No, she was the head coach of the women's national team at the time. Oh. The Canadian women's national team. Mm. And yeah, I mean the NCAA because you compete so often you get really good at dealing with pressure, mm-hmm. dealing with stress, especially because there's a team behind you, right? Right. You hit 400, you're the last routine, you need a 13, like a certain score. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure, you know, and you learn to deal with that. But at the same time, just from a gymnastics standpoint, you're not necessarily getting better that fast. You know, maybe you learn one or two skills over the course of four years, whereas in elite you're still struggling um, with because you only compete like four times a year. Mm-hmm. And I think that is even considered a lot. You compete two times for sure. Three times if I don't know, actually, maximum four <laughs> it's times. It's so long. <laughs> yeah, let's say maximum four times. And mm-hmm. but you're learning new skills. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily getting more consistent and you're not really learning how to deal with pressure. But you're getting new skills right and and sorry go ahead oh no i was just gonna ask so we were kind of looking at ncaa's and um you sports a little bit we're touching on that but what would you say like the main difference because you've competed for canada as well right and so Mm -hmm. what would you say um the main difference as in like except for you know the actual varsity teams and stuff other than that like just competition in general do you do you think there is any difference i think ncaa is somewhat notorious for lighter judging that's a controversial statement obviously (laughs) right no one no one wants to hear that because there were definitely routines i never really pay attention to scores Mm -hmm. because I think it's best if you're your harshest critic. And if I do a good routine, they could give me a two and I would not care. If I do like a routine that I think is really good, they can actually just give me a two. And I might be like, I might be confused, but I might, I'm not going to throw a fit. Mm-hmm. Um, so NCAA is definitely judged easier. There's been routines that I thought were bad that they gave me like 14 something. And I was like, really? Are you really? And I started to feel guilty for that. And I, I don't like that. Um, but it's definitely, I guess it's a, the wake up call is always when I go home for nationals and we have FIG judging. Um, or, and 
they just destroy me. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that was a that was a pretty good routine, and that was like basically what I practiced. And it was there's not much variation for what I've done in the gym. And then I, they'd hit me with like a ten, and I'm like, okay, that that's not good, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's that. I think the competition environment is a lot different as well. It's more fun because you have fun as a bunch in of the states, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, NCAA is is a lot more fun because it is it is business because you're competing, but you have a bunch of different personalities that all do different things during competition. Some people are quiet, mm-hmm. some people get really loud, and they like bring the energy up, and it's different when you're when you're competing by yourself. It's really just you, right? Mm-hmm. And it's whatever you like to do, and even if you're loud. If you're competing by yourself, there's no reason to to kind of go crazy, you know? Like if I if I do like a really good routine and the entire team is gonna be cheering, I'm gonna be cheering, I'm gonna be going crazy, everyone's gonna be going crazy. But if it's without the team, there's not really reason for me to go crazy. I'd I'd probably just be like Quiet. Nice. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> oh, like, nice. My feet okay. is cold, my hands cold. Yeah, yeah. Like, just gotta, I go gotta just do it. I wanna go home. <laughs> But with you, when you're mm-hmm. with the team, like you stay, like you finish your team and you look up and the team is going crazy and they're like, ah, oh, like it, like, it's just so much energy. It's mm-hmm. different. And it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's just a different experience. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. if there was one thing that you can like make a change in the gymnastics world in Canada, what would you do? What would I do? Yeah. I don't know. This is, an interesting, mm-hmm. this is an interesting question. I've never really thought about that. I've always thought about what can I change about me so I can do better. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, because it's sometimes what, as a, also as a sports editor at the UBC, sometimes when I cover uh, college university games, it's just, I just wish Canadian, Canada, uh, sports mm-hmm. had more, um kind of like ncaa a lot of energy a lot of fans like not even from like Uh like people coming to watch and they're not even students you know these outside people and i just wish there was some kind of like things like that but yeah that's what would you do yeah um definitely a culture thing i think with canadian gymnastics in in particular i think i would change the stigma towards the NCAA mm. because ever since my generation no one generation above me mm-hmm. they were the first to start going to NCAA like kind of in 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 groups mm-hmm. um and then it was my generation my generation had a bunch of Canadians go to NCAA all my really close friends from around Canada they went NCAA so I compete against them occasionally and that's awesome I it, there's a, there, I think there's a pretty bad stigma around it with Canadian, maybe not individually with the coaches. Like my coach obviously didn't like it, but I've talked to my other Canadian friends and they said their coaches were okay with it. But I already know at the at the top level, I think I think they're they, it's kind of looked down upon, and I would kind of change that because I think when you come out of NCAA gymnastics. And after your four years, you're a much stronger competitor. You definitely have to take some time to build up again. Mm-hmm. 
but for the most part it will be quick because it's essentially just getting back skills that you were once able to do and putting it all together but the competition experience you get is actually invaluable um like i said we compete up to 13 14 times per season mm -hmm. and so essentially like imagine this won't maybe it would happen actually but imagine you mess up at all 14 competitions that's like 14 learning experiences and you know now what works like you tried different things you tried being quiet you tried being loud at this other competition you tried being really focused you tried being like really joking and like just really relaxed at this and then none of it works like you know now that none of that works but in like elite and in canada they compete four times to do that they'd have to compete almost for four years to get that amount of experience mm. to get that to see what works and what doesn't work for them and i think the competition experience you get is actually like invaluable it makes you a much better competitor and i think it's overlooked the american national team is majority composed of actually i think it's entirely composed of and still play gymnasts mm. and they're and they're really consistent the american gymnasts and the American national team are pretty consistent. Um, I hope I don't get backlash for that because they they've choked a few times. <laughs> but I mean, which which gymnast hasn't, right? Yeah, I'm. So. And so you would say the conclusion of all those. I mean, the competition you had so far is work harder. <laughs> yeah, that you tell yes, your teammates. Work harder. I think I, I think I, I view it as so invaluable because I really found what works for me, mm -hmm. how to make myself the most consistent. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of gymnasts that are amazing in the gym. They're actually like probably the best gymnasts I've ever mm -hmm. seen in the gym, but they cannot compete. Oh yeah, they go up definitely. there and right mm -hmm. like it's it's not uncommon. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I do so well in practice and I'm like so yeah, excited and, for competitions and then yeah oof. and then it, then then it yeah and then it all falls apart yeah and and I've talked to them and I'm like mm -hmm. Yo, oh what's going on like mm -hmm. and I've tried to help them I'm like mm -hmm. okay try this try that next meet try this like I'll help you try this because I want to see these people succeed because they have so much potential right mm -hmm. they're so good mm -hmm. um and if if you only compete four times a year hard to try different things every time yeah because then like let's say you try four times and you fail four times you can essentially just you're not competing anymore for that the rest of that year like what was all that training for mm -hmm. right it's kind of that kind of attitude mm. um but if you compete 14 times you know th there's a lot more room for error right. you know experimenting so i don't know i think i think it just makes you a better gymnast it is four years, and essentially, if you really want to view it the negative way, you just plateau or get worse for four years. But I think you come out better mm -hmm. because you can just get good again. All right, so you're going to be good as soon as you graduate, yeah? <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, so um, recently with the pandemic, COVID-19 and everything, um, how's your training been? I mean, you've already mentioned that you have the... Uh, the little little big Achilles little setback. <laughs> yeah injury um how's it been with school training and the injury it's uh it's okay we are spend most of our time in our apartment I live with four other guys on the team and for the most part it's basically wake up go to gym go home for the rest of the day and that's it but you because... know the you know Berkeley better than Vancouver I, I do mm -hmm. I do <laughs> 
<laughs> before before the pandemic, I would just I think it was it was just in my freshman year. We were just so like excited and we we're like, Yeah, college, like this is awesome. Not living at home, I can do whatever I want. I can go I can come home at like two AM with and there's no one to answer to and like me and the guys in my class, they we would just walk around campus and then whenever we had a tra- way of transportation we would just go around aimlessly and be like okay okay and this is this this is that you know we would just do stuff and that's when i really got to know berkeley um sophomore year was cut short because of the pandemic but by that point i think i knew berkeley pretty well already i don't know it was it was a it was a fast thing so would you oh, yeah. say you've been mostly spending time taking care of your injury? And of course, uh as your with your role as a team captain? Uh yeah. I think I spend <laughs> I spend most of my time in this chair. <laughs> I'm sitting right now. I mean don't I, we all? <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah, I still go to the gym. I, I kinda have to with my role and there's not really any reason for me not to. And visualization, you know? <laughs> yes, visualization, very key. I actually have dreams about gymnastics, and it's weird. But you know what? I don't uh, know if you do this, but sometimes, like, I would just fall asleep for a little bit, and then in, uh-huh. in my dream, I'm like doing a jump, and I just like glitch. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, and do you that? Like, wake up? Yeah, I do. I do do that. I do that. And whenever I tell my teammates about dreaming about gymnastics, they're like, "Dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about?" I'm like, "Dude, no, it was great." I did this really hard skill. I'm I'm gonna I swear I can do it now. I know what it feels like. They're like, No you can't and I actually have a video of me trying um a, a flip wow. over the bar and and I think I think I've really messed up my spine. <laughs> um, but so there's your lesson. Anyway, <laughs> don't try Yeah, right. Don't try don't trust your dreams. Um yeah. So yeah, I when in the gym I spend most of my time just rehabbing mm-hmm. it's my lower body so i can still do handstands and I, I can still lift weights and stuff and i can still like do gymnastics as long as i'm not jumping and landing but it's it's been a slow process mm-hmm. i actually might be competing soon um it, it's not terribly smart mm. but i might be competing because we're desperate yeah, we're really desperate. But hey, here's um, my advice to you. Just gotta try okay. harder, all right? And you'll be yes. fine. Achilles, I think so. we don't need that. Actually, I know, no, right? you do. <laughs> no, you don't. You just try hard, really hard to run. Mm-hmm. No Achilles needed. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you you have an experience of competing for in for Japan too, right? Or am I correct? Is that no? No, I don't have experience. I've competed in Japan. Oh, okay. So my question was going to be, um, so what's your, like, memorable event? Like, Canada, States, Japan, or anyone else? Anywhere anywhere else? If you were to pick one. My most memorable... I have a few. Oh, okay. But I think the one most suitable is in the States when I was having an absolute rage of a competition, I was killing it. And after every single event, I was going crazy. And we I don't know if you've seen like celebrations. It's kind of cringe, but it's, 
it's a lot of fun to do. Which if you're event the one is doing this? It. Now I want to look up. I don't know if you'll be able to find it. Um, it's basically after you do a, a good a set, you like do some sort of celebration. You have it like lined up. You like thought about it the night before. Like <laughs> this, like okay, if I if I get this score, if I stick this dismount, I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna like, I don't know. I'm gonna shush the crowd. Or I'm gonna, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh like, my God. it's super cringe. It's super cringe. Hey, you but deserve it's, it though. It's sick and it's sick and it's actually awesome in the moment. Mm. But if you ever look back at it. Like, I don't know, but it was, it was, it was awesome. Um, I was having, this was my freshman fresh, no junior year. Mm. No, sorry. Sophomore that's, year. Last okay, year. Yeah. Yes. That's year. <laughs> I was just going to ask them. Um, yeah. um, and it was crazy. I was going absolutely nuts. I had so many celebrations and the best part about it was the crowd loved it. Like it was basically like wow. the reason why it was so memorable is because the crowd absolutely loved it it didn't feel like i was competing it felt like i was putting on a show um whenever i like went up there like after the first few events after i did some questionable celebrations <laughs> the crowd like they were like okay let's watch this guy let's see what he does um my routines they were good but the celebrations like they were also hype but they were also just so cringe like <laughs> and the best part about it was they were the uh, opposing crowd it wasn't a home crowd and i felt like i was putting on a show for these and like the crowd it just felt like the crowd really liked what i was doing for them even though like it wasn't the home crowd it was stanford's crowd oh. um and i have a video of one of the celebrations and i can see like people in the crowd like going nuts and they're like laughing and they and like they're like oh like look at that you see that like you know it was it was it was sick. That was like probably the most memorable moment I've had in NCAA so far. Now I really want to watch that. <laughs> just like replay it every time. Like, remember this? Yeah. I just have, I just have, I only have one video of my, one of my celebrations and it's, that was sick. I hit, I hit one of these, I hit the shrug. <laughs> oh, I looked, I, hit, I stuck my dismount, ice cold. Stuck the dismount, looked into the crowd and gave him the shrug. And they loved it. Oh my they loved it. Hey, at least as long as the crowd loves it, you know, that's all you need. Yeah. My coach, my coach hated it. <laughs> my coach hate my coach hates it so much. She, uh, he, he had to pull me aside and be like, after that meet, he was like, "Yo, stop it, stop it." <laughs> I know you're having fun, but stop it. <laughs> if as long as you have fun, but now you, have, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess as a team captain, are you getting another shrug? <laughs> Yeah. If I, if I, I don't know. I, I, it's just too much fun. Yeah, like, I bet. If, uh, if they, if I do a good routine, I'm going crazy. You can't stop me. <laughs> I mean. Because it's, it also hypes up the rest of the team. Like it takes mm -hmm. energy for like 15 guys and then one guy's on the event and we're all watching him and we're yelling at him. It mm -hmm. takes energy to yell at him and, and be super hype for like five hours and that takes energy but if the guy gets off the event and he's also going crazy he's hyping himself up yeah that that is just infectious mm -hmm. and it it makes the team go even crazier and that's something that i've been trying to push on the younger guys because we have such a young team i think our team is like 16 people and nine out of those 16 are freshmen 
So there's a lot of new people, and I'm trying to really get them to hype themselves up because I'm so tired of just yelling at them. <laughs> and it's not fake. Like, I'm happy that they did well, but mm-hmm. oh, it's tiring. Like, sometimes <laughs> if, it's, if it's like the 10th meet of the season mm-hmm. and they're doing the same routine the same way and, and it's good, but it's just the same thing that I've seen, it's like, okay, good, like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not, I'm not going crazy. Mm. Like it's it's just cool. Nice man. And <laughs> you know, and it just it's not I'm not going to say it's forced cuz I'm still hyped for them. It's just mm-hmm. it's it's, t- it's tough. But if they're hyping themselves up, it it it's not forced anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just infectious. So all right, I'll be looking. I'll be looking forward to those shrugs and shushing <laughs> the crowd. Oh my god, <laughs> just think- anyway sorry to wrap up um so do you plan to compete for can in the future i mean hopefully i hope you don't do anything funny yeah when you compete but uh yeah i i do um a lot of gymnasts in the states they finish gymnastics when they're done in Mm -hmm. but I, i do plan on continuing and i do plan on competing for Canada um at some point I want to go to worlds at least once um Olympics is I mean you know I'm sure you understand like it's always like when you're younger the coaches are trying to just drilling it in your head like this is the Olympics the Olympics mm-hmm. the Olympics like you know it it's it's a I like to say it's a it's a long-term goal mm-hmm. it's a goal but it's not a priority mm-hmm. if it happens it happens I think worlds is actually a goal olympics is more of like you know if i get if i can focus on myself it'll come mm-hmm. you know and yeah when i i was in 2018 i almost went to worlds and at world trials i fell uh i think i was having a pretty good meet too and i fell on like the easiest skill ever and i would have missed welcome week at berkeley if i made it to worlds and my club teammate who also was the berkeley team captain in my freshman year so we knew each other really well Mm -hmm. he was at world trials too he sees me fall (laughs) and he goes he's at world trials he sees me fall and i'm like chalking up i'm like damn like okay and he's like well at least you have a good time at welcome week (laughs) i was like and i was like yeah it's okay he's like all right focus like okay focus finish up because it was essentially there were five. Mm-hmm. I think I can't remember how many people go, but I remember there was one spot of like a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. It, was between, it was between me and this one other guy, mm-hmm. and I just needed to not do that, and I would have gone. <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and yeah, I fell. I went out, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, at least you have a good time at Berkeley and Welcome Week." And I was like, "Yeah, thanks." He's like, "Okay, focus." finish so i go out and he's like yeah you didn't get credit for that skill because you didn't complete it <clears throat> do it again i fell on it again <laughs> i fell on it again and this time when he came over he was like all right man what are you doing just 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 go to get out of here go to berkeley <laughs> and uh so i didn't make worlds mm. and that was heartbreaking mm. um i did have a good time at welcome week but <laughs> i think Worlds is definitely on my bucket list, mm. um, especially because I was I was pretty close. Yeah. Um, so 
And I think you will once you take care of your Achilles and you don't fall. And who knows, the luck comes in and you'll compete at the Olympics as well. Yeah, you never know. You never know. My my motto is just kind of, or not my motto, just kind of what I do is I just try to get as good as I can be. I set these mini goals, like I want to learn this skill, I want to learn this skill. And then I put it all together and I want to do this routine. And if I can follow that pretty closely, because I have high expectations of myself, the Olympics will come, right? You just, you work until they can't ignore the work anymore. Yeah, and then you do one of those shrugs and the shush the yeah. crowd, and then you'll just be this yeah. viral. <laughs> no, oh man, if you do that at the Olympics, if you if you do that at the Olympics or you do that at Worlds, that is that is like that is big disrespect. Like they yeah. will come after you. You know, they will come after you. So, uh, just imagine. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I would actually. I can. My coach would actually kill me if I ever did that. <laughs> well, I don't do that, but I really hope mm-hmm. you can make it to the Worlds and Olympics. But anything else mm-hmm. you would like to add to tell our UBC community that you might come back <laughs> after you graduate? Um, not really. I, I, I do plan on coming back after I graduate for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew UBC better. I have walked around campus a few times, and it's an absolute maze to me but it's also it's not just that it's also way bigger so oh, then berkeley it's berkeley you can walk from like the top right corner to the top left corner in like six minutes oh my goodness tell okay just when mm. i had a class from one end to the other end and i had that mm. 15 minute slot to get oh my god it takes me 20 minutes and i'm always late <laughs> yeah yeah like Berk like ubc is so big like mm-hmm. It's like a little city because oh, you guys have is. you guys have like roads in the campus. Like we have roads in the campus too, but no one like they're not actually roads. People don't use them. So. <laughs> but, all right. Okay, well, thanks for your time today, Darren, and okay. hope to see you soon. We will now have a quick break for ads and PSAs before we get to the news roundup and the Thunderbirds alum of the week. Without the help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca. Do you like laughing, hilarity, radical thought-provoking creativity, and laughing? UBC Improv is UBC's home for improvisational comedy, theater made up on the spot. Like us on Facebook to learn when our next shows are. Search for us on YouTube for our film sketches. And follow us on Twitter because we want the followers. UBC Improv. Insert cheesy slogan here. Let's get it on Sugar Let's get it on Welcome back 
You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Now here's Nelson Uzanwa with the News Roundup, followed by Byron Wang with the Alum of the Week. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the News Roundup of the Week, where we highlight the weekly stories of UBC Athletics. Starting off with the Roundup, five UBC football athletes are set to take part in the upcoming CFL Combine. The players selected were Nick Cross and Ben Laddick, who were both named CIS All-Canadians in 2019, along with fellow linebackers Elliot Graham, Isaiah Joseph, and receiver Liam Wishart. All five of these players will showcase themselves ahead of the 2021 CFL Draft, which is set to take place in early May. The CFL will announce the date of the 2021 draft in the coming weeks, as UBC will be looking to add more names to an esteemed list of previous selections in the Canadian Football League. Moving on, UBC Thunderbirds shine bright at the annual Sport BC Athlete of the Year Awards. It was an especially big evening for UBC women's volleyball, as well as UBC golf. UBC women's volleyball celebrated their historic U-Sport National Championship win that happened in the spring of 2019. The T-Birds defeated their arch-rivals Trinity Western Spartans in an epic five-set quarterfinal battle, and they went to dethrone Ryerson Rams, which were the defending champions in a five-set thriller in Edmonton. Van Rick for the UBC Women's Volleyball was named the 2019 Tournament MVP and was also named the Women's Volleyball Player of the Year for the 2019 season. Continuing with UBC's success, Chris McDonald, the UBC's golf head coach, was awarded the Male Coach of the Year Award. McDonald became the first head coach to, at any level or with any organization to win the award since it was first bestowed in 1981. He was recognized for what was an outstanding 2019 season for the UBC golf program. Both the golf men's and golf women's teams won the 2019 Cascade Collegiate Conference Championship and the Golf Canada University Championship, while the women's teams capped off a historic season with their fifth NAIA title. The women's team also won the inaugural Canada West Championship that fall to solidify their names in the history books. Sport BC also honored two other Thunderbirds during the event as UBC football rookie lineman Yuyi Ogalola was named a high school male athlete of the year for his prowess with the Holy Cross football and basketball team, as well as men's field hockey alum Scott Topper, who was named senior male athlete of the year. But that will wrap up this week's news roundup. Tune in next week. For more news on UBC Athletics. Moving on to the alum of the week, where for those tuning in for the first time, this segment focuses on a former UBC athlete's life, not only in the world of sports, but what their life is like outside of athletics as well. With no time frame in mind, there will be stories from all throughout the history of UBC athletics. This week, we'll be taking a look at Jack Kelso, a former coach of the UBC swim team. Having grown up in Ocean Falls, a small town in BC known to produce some of Canada's most decorated and influential swimmers, Kelso actually received a scholarship to swim for the University of Denver, where he proceeded to set NCAA and world records in the 100 and 200 meter individual medleys in 1961, and also has the honor of being the first Canadian to win a U.S. national collegiate title. Clearly dominant at the international level, Kelso won four medals at the Commonwealth Games and two more at Pan Am Games while setting Canadian records in the 100 and 200 meter breaststroke and the 400 meter individual medley in 1964. 
It was in 1978 when Kelso was asked by UBC to come back home and coach the Thunderbirds, where for the next 12 years, Kelso worked 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. days, teaching in human kinetics, serving as the senior faculty advisor and as the head coach of the UBC swim team. During his years as a coach, Kelso was three times selected to be the CIS Coach of the Year and coached and trained many notable UBC swimmers such as Olympians Bruce Berger, Kevin Draxinger, and Turlo O'Hare, along with future national swim coach Mike Blondel. In addition, 12 of Kelso's UBC swimmers are now doctors, leading the UBC women's team to two CIAU national titles. Kelso's two Canadian championships were the most recorded by a UBC swim coach at that point. And after his 12 years of coaching, Kelso continued to teach in human kinetics until his retirement in 1998. In the sport of swimming, however, he currently still competes and holds world records in the World Masters Swimming, and with his world-class ranking and number one age group ranking in Canada, he has been acknowledged by Swimming Canada and Sport BC Awards where in 1999, he was selected by Sport BC as the BC Masters Athlete of the Year. He also has five books published on the history of swimming in BC, Canada, and the Olympics, and is working on publishing two more. And that will wrap up this week's Alum of the Week on Jack Kelso. And with that, thank you for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Besides listening to this show, the best way to keep up to date with UBC Thunderbirds news is to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at CITR Sports. Thank you again to Darren Wong for coming on the show. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake McGrail, Diana Hong, Nelson Nuzanwa, and Byron Wang. Thank you for tuning in, and have a great rest of your day.